Hello and welcome to Trolls of the Two Ton Bridges or TO Triple TB. My name is John and I'll be your Percival Silverlight today. Thank you once again for joining us at the table or the swimming pool or in your car in a swimming pool. Probably not best. And big, big, big thank you if you have managed to stay with us for an entire year. We are inches away from hitting our one year anniversary. Uh, so that's quite exciting. Come say hi to us and wish us a happy birthday over on our social media channels on TO Triple TB podcast. Uh, we might actually say hi back. You never know. In the meantime, we decide to get down and dirty with a canne. It's not that dirty. Adventure! Percival Silverlight. Some days we are surprised by the hand fate deals us. We must deal with the weight of horror in our world and forge on, braving what lies before us for the sake of our children and those less able. In our darkest dreams, though, I am not sure we could ever have been prepared for the evil that is the flatulence of Zongo the Triceratops. We have had the dubious pleasure of meeting Ferul and Gondolo, the keepers of Zongo, and self-proclaimed best guides in Chult. They did have one interesting factor in their favour, though. An apparent treasure map. Percival loves a good treasure map. Before we look further into this, of course, we must visit the other guides and have our meeting with the Kenne. Adventure! So, I believe you were all... Yes, you were all going to head down to the Dino Dens to actually meet mm -hmm. with uh, Ekene. I assume that is still what you guys want to do just now, or is there, is there anything so. else you guys want to yeah. try and do just yeah, now? Yeah, I think so. I think that's yep. the best thing to do. Thank you, Head on down through the city. Thankfully, uh, it is now a sort of a straight run down through the city. It is quite quiet. The run-in with the Triceratops was a bit jarring. I think we can all agree. Can I just quickly... Sorry, I know I'm buttoning in again, but... Mm. I'm a bit confused because we're here. Yes. Yeah. So where else have we been? Why are we so, over here rather than going down to Dino Place? So when you woke up in the morning, you were at the Giggling Squid. Yeah. You went up to see Grandfather's Tembe, only to find that Grandfather's Tembe was still unconscious, and you spoke to Steve oh. instead. And was it and just then? And you went past the. 
Yeah, and then yeah, and oh, then after fine, that, yeah. you then came back down, and you came back down to this bit, and then the okay. Triceratops thing happened. That's fine. I was confused at how yeah. we got so hard if we weren't going somewhere else. I was concerned it was getting... No. Good no, no. That's fine. Carry on. No, Sorry. worry, worry not. I am. I'm. There are there are many threads to this story, but I am so far keeping them all on the same womb, womb, loom. Um, <laughs> Two different channels. Is there something you need to tell us, Greg? <laughs> just, oh, whoops! <laughs> Slip of the tongue there. Um, That's what she said. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mo- moving on. Um, yeah, head on down through the city, unimpeded by any other rampaging uh, triceratops. Um, I would like everyone to make me a perception check uh, with disadvantage, please. Ooh. Four. Four, okay. Uh, cool. Perception is... Ah, oh, it's plus three. Right, so um, still going to be shocking. But, uh... Oh. Uh, I rolled two sevens, so ten. Ten, okay. I did a ten uh, and twelve, and did you say perception? It was perception, yes. So I got a fifteen. Okay, dokie. Uh, Rana? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Did you make it a disadvantage? Ah, no, I didn't make it a disadvantage. We rolled it. Hold on. Jesus, twenty-one with a sixteen. Uh, I get plus five to perception, uh, so eight. Yeah, same oh, right, as me. Of course, yeah. Okay, right. Yep, you make it down through the city and uh, don't notice anything strange. So, <laughs> I, I always love those sentences. So even, even with a 15, oh, I still didn't happens. get to know anything. There do yeah, not okay. appear to be any traps. Okay. <laughs> there oh. do not appear to be anything strange. You make it on down and you make it to the, uh, what probably between you guys have you've been calling the dino gate um as it was the gate at, in a previous episode i did mention that you heard like sort of dinosaur noises behind it um mm-hmm. you didn't get to investigate behind there as you sort of come on down you find that the gate is wide open you step on through and at this point there's for some reason a little orchestra starts playing somewhere this like grand building moment Siliqui's like looking around trying to work out like you know sees I don't know maybe like a plant or something that she's quite Hang likes on. I recognise this is it the song that goes no it's not that song at all uh. it's, not, it's not even it's not even remotely that song good uh. lord Siliqui <laughs> <laughs> you're ruining this moment for me <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah, it, th- there is there. Yeah, there is. This is this is kind of recalling this scene with with a few slight differences. Um, for one thing, there isn't the sort of like giant brontosauruses, but you do see off uh, off in the distance. You do see a number of paddocks within which are quite quite a few large herds of various different animals you see creatures like triceratopses and iguanodons and anky as well yeah ankylosauruses as well uh, all sort of kept in different pens um in the far side so looking at the map uh they're these sort of pens down here however as you sort of step through the gate, you realise that this sort of area is much less well-maintained than the actual city, whereas the city itself has at least got, you know, either solid stone, if not actual pavings in some of the mm. areas up in the Merchant's Ward. This 
this is all just mud and the most that you can see in the way of like the thoroughfare the actual thoroughfare this thick band here running down to the dino dens does have sort of like these timber oaken planks helping with footing on the way down but as you're walking down through the buildings you do see that the the offshoots from this are all just the dirt tracks there's just there's nothing in the way of actual masonry in this area however this does not detract from the uh, fairly awesome sight of the uh, dinosaur pens as you're wandering down there's there is a sort of stopping moment you suddenly realize you're not entirely sure where you're meant to be going <laughs> how are you guys how are you guys going to react to this i'm pretty sure that somebody else got her address where was it do you think we should split up and go different ways no we'll see if we that's, it's all right i've got this is there anybody just like wandering around there are a couple of people but those few people that are moving are making their way quite hurriedly from place to place but there are a couple of people out and about are you wanting to try and like catch one of them uh well, <laughs> catch I should, bring <laughs> yeah. my, I should bring out my child catching net um, <laughs> <laughs> twirl my moustache adjust my top hat um yeah I, I should uh, excuse me you over there uh yeah you that's just looked at me yeah you come here Okay, okay. Um, make me a. Mm, what's this going to be? I feel like this is going to be like a charisma save or something. Yeah. Persuasion. Yeah, I guess persuasion. Yeah, because oh, you're trying to you're trying to persuade them to talk to you. I am, and uh, that's good because that gives me a plus three. So I've got I've got a bond. I've got uh, I've got um, that as one of my skills, persuasion. Uh, so that is uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, nice. dokie. So. See, Rana, you're not the only one who can roll with. <laughs> yeah, Rana. <laughs> okay, so the person in question that you catch looks fairly hurried, sort of a young adult male Cholton, looks up at you and after a little bit of back and forth where he's trying to work out what, 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 what are you asking me? You manage to get across that you're looking for the Merchant Prince and he points you down a particular way sort of towards some of the other sort of bigger herds. Mm. He just sort of says, oh, he's just down that way. Okay. Uh, so we go... I, I, just straight down there, then. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah. So you should look for the uh, look for the gold laced uh, palanquin. Fair enough. Is Tirek down there with her as well? So you you catch that in before he's because he's sort of like he's once he said that he's kind of moving to go. You're trying to get that in. Yeah. Uh, he sort of looks at you and says, Tirek, Tirek, isn't the 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 racer? Yes. Uh, hang on. Who is it you're looking for again? We look for Kenny. You're looking for Ikene, right? So that's no, actually, Ikene. Sorry, my bad. Was you talking about Ifan? Was there a confusion? Yeah, no, I would have said we're looking for Ikene. I wouldn't have said we're looking for the Merchant Prince. I would have just said. Oh, my, my apologies. Hey, you, where's Ikene? Well, I, to be honest, I, 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 I suppose if she's anywhere, she's probably with uh, Tiraquo over towards that way, and he sort of points in the other direction, towards a pasture that actually looks quite bare, to be honest. Doesn't appear like there's very much in there. And he basically explains that he was a bit confused because he'd only seen Ifan down at the pastures and he was pointing towards the merchant prince he knew to be there. And uh, there was something of confusion there in that he just thought you were looking for the merchant prince, not for Ekene. Which I apologise, that's confusion on my part. Plus I rolled <laughs> and uh, I, I just got him saying to go to Ifan. So that's just made me look like a fool. But don't, don't worry, it's, um, thank you. Um, Zippy, I think we should also nip down there later and have, have a, a, an eyeball at um, Ifan, see what we think from a distance, like. <laughs> you can eyeball him more you like. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what you pick up from this guy is that Ifan is in a sort of gold-laced palanquin, is how you'll find him, and he pointed mm-hmm. towards the sort of like larger herds, but he pointed towards the empty space in the other direction if you wanted to find Ikene. I assume you're heading for Ikene? Yeah. Yeah, that's one we have arranged to meet. Yeah. As you head over towards the empty uh, pasture, uh, so to speak, you realise that it's actually, it's, it's quite peculiar. There doesn't seem to be that much in there, but there do appear to be a whole number of like the only word to describe it is obstacles there are just sort of like almost deliberately and yet very peculiarly placed stacks of things like hay brick piles uh there even appears to be one like actual bar and your confusion sort of lasts for a little while until you spot what looks to be a young tyrannosaurus rex running what can only be described as an obstacle course (laughs) You spot there's this rider on top of it who just looks like a complete madman. He's got a firm hold. As you watch, this dinosaur does this strange little, like, actual leap over a little bar, climbs up and over hay barrel, and just keeps up a quite a fast pace. And even turning sharply, you see this rider has got quite a good handling of the dinosaur, sort of shifting his weight around to make sure he's not thrown from its back dinosaur in question you see is also painted vivid sort of bright blue along its black that's not a skin coloration what you see as it passes is is clearly sort of like a painting like some sort of markings for the animal in question as it stomps on past and for a few moments you think you'd all would be quite fascinated looking at this i imagine Mm. uh yes more or less You then spot on one side there is a little observation platform of sorts with a royal guard standing out to the front of it. And you can quite easily surmise that Ekene is probably in there. Sibi's going to march off in that direction. Does the guard try to stop me or does he allow me just to walk straight through? The guard does initially call Halt and asks you to declare yourself. Who are you? Uh, Sorry, Sibi. I'm here to see Ekene. Ah, yes, the uh, the adventuring group. Yes, the the ones that uh, fought in the throat. Aye, that's us. Yes. Ah, yes, Akene, Akene is expecting you. Uh, yes, head on up. And he sort of steps aside to let you in. Oh, thank you very much. You go up a small staircase leading to what is indeed a little observation platform. Not too dissimilar, but clearly quite a lot more... Uh, a lot more rustic than the actual viewing boxes you guys sat in for the Colosseum. And Ikene is, rather than sort of sat, she is standing at a small raised platform, eyes on the young Tyrannosaurus as it makes these runs, only with the very briefest of flicks to one side, sort of acknowledges that you guys are there, saying, Ah, welcome. Come, sit, or join me. Hello. Zippy goes and stands next to her and goes, It seems to be doing all right, this lad. Derek. Oh, of course. Derek is one of the greatest racers we've ever had. And uh, his steed, Honker, one of the best and most crowd-pleasing animals we've had in the races up till now. I'm amazed that something so big, like, you know, a, a, a big dinosaur like that, which is always thought of as quite nasty and vicious, I'm surprised that you can train them like this. is brilliant. Mm, if you catch them young enough, you can. I'm surprised they called him Honker. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, his full name is uh, the Big Honker. That's even worse. God. He's sadly... He's, hmm, he's getting... Getting too old now, I'm afraid. He doesn't look particularly old. Mmm, old to be in the races. Really? Do they always need to be young? Well, no, Tyrek is perhaps one of the only handlers that could potentially race a big honker at the moment. T-Rexes, of course, are naturally 
Mm. Do they get a bit too wild as they get older? Yes. Bitey. As they get older, they start realizing just how much strength they have. Boys mm. get like that as well, though. Let's fix it. We've, you know, when they grow up, they get to um, the youth <laughs> age, and they're, they're awful to try and manage. They all get a bit bitey as well. I hair starts sprouting and sort of weird smells and yeah. emanations. Indeed. As she's continuing this conversation, what you'll all notice is that the only like motion she's made to sort of acknowledge that you guys are there is when she looked at you when you came in. Beyond that, she is like laser focused on watching um, Turek and Big Hunker, Big Hunker, Big Hunker, <laughs> uh, running their drills. Siliqui so takes out her sketchpad. Uh, she and she's oh, okay. leaning over like so. She's got her elbows on the um, the edge of the uh, box. Mm-hmm. so she can get a good look quite casually she was stood next to Akene and she starts kind of capturing the essence of Turek and uh, Honka big Honka mm-hmm. okay, in okay. her special soliloquy way uh, yep no, that's fair enough you can work on that for the next few minutes and uh, when you're done we'll make a roll to see how well you've done that particular endeavour mm-hmm. Uh, also, with that, mm-hmm. uh, does Ikene notice, or does that get her attention at all? Being that she's a painter, not you don't just know. not just yet. She might notice that you've come close, but she's not looked at you to see what you're doing. Because again, she's just focused on watching them. You know, for the time being, it's quite obvious to tell she just zones in on on what's happening. Focused. So, so how's yeah. he doing today compared to how he usually does? Tirik and Honka, are they performing well today, or? They're performing quite well. Honker's not especially fond of the rain, to be honest, so he's not perhaps performing all of the dexterous tasks as best he can, but Tirek is able to keep him in line for the time being. Simply a question of making sure not to push it too far. Honker is starting to notice just how strong he is. And, well, it's a dangerous race, the races, especially in the uh, all-out races. He's incredibly brave. I'd love to be able to be um, brave and skilled enough to be able to ride something as big and deadly as something like that. We are all brave in our own particular ways. Some of us by sword, some of us by... Sort of at this point, she does glance and just goes, Oh, by a paintbrush. Uh, well, I suppose it's a paintbrush. I, I, I had actually just got out my sketch pad and charcoal, but yeah, okay, paintbrush too. <laughs> oh, right, oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, charcoal, then, sorry. Sorry, I thought, sorry, I thought, you, I thought yeah. and, and water and everything out, you know, just laid across the thing. So I thought, I'll get charcoal. Yeah, and just, be like... She turns to the side and you've got yourself a whole Bob Ross like set up. Just... <laughs> An easel. Yeah, just, just like, uh, you know, a telescopic easel. That paint I'm just a happy like... little cloud here. Yeah. <laughs> <Is> yeah. <laughs> Put a wig on for no reason. There's no bad dinosaurs. There's just yeah. just happy little accidents. Exactly. <laughs> queen, um, what's wrong with your hair? I'm pretty sure it's gone all curly because of the... Uh, it's the, the humidity. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's all that's wrong. <laughs> After a few moments, um, unless any of you have anything else you particularly want to direct uh, Kenny while this is happening... Uh, I was, I was just going to say, uh, uh, my dear Ken, I, I, I do apologise. I hope we aren't interrupting your, your training exercises, but we do have important matters to discuss with you. Of course. One moment. He's nearly finished his current run, and they'll be, they'll be taking a rest soon. Of course. We appreciate the, all of the time that you're able to afford us. Thank you. It's really quite marvellous to watch, Percival. I would recommend. Quite a spectacle. Uh, Zibby's... I uh, noticed that she's sort of really trying to focus as if he's uh, sort of hushed a bit. Warren will stay straight, but his eyes are absolutely rooted onto the T-Rex. 
he's almost just very very slightly he's sort of um sort of swaying slightly almost so he's in his head he's he's mimicking the movements as he watches uh, the t-rex lope around the pen almost as though you know in his eyes he can almost you can almost see him imagining he is the t-rex or he's wishing he was i can see your mind druid <laughs> do you mean like when you played the old computer games and you lean around a corner <laughs> yeah is it it's like, yeah a bit like that like when you're playing a racing game and you tip but you're yes. not actually yeah mm. yes exactly like that like he's, he's he's so focused on kind of like um soaking up all the sights of of the animal obviously you know T-Rexes are big, but the jungle's dense, and usually you don't want to get up close to one, right? So mm-hmm. it's not often that someone gets the chance to just observe one doing what it does. So he's mm-hmm. absolutely fascinated by it. As you're watching, Thor, it's a, it's a couple of minutes that they continue to do this run. And again, what had really sort of thrown you before was just sort of haphazard nature of what was set out there. But you start to realise that clearly this has been set up as a training course specifically for dealing with different obstacles, including, it seems, uh, low-hanging things as well. You see quite a few times where Tyrek is able to sort of shift his body around the neck of the T-Rex in order to best avoid potentially uh, taking a scrape or, you know, getting beheaded by a low-hanging arch or something like that. As he does one particular pass, you spot that at his belt, he does have a small little, uh, looks to be a kind of, like, reed whip, but at no point while he's doing the training, he never takes it out and never actually uses it. And the whole thing finishes at one point with actually kind of a heart-stopping moment where, um, seemingly from nowhere at least three arrows suddenly fly out towards Big Honker and Tyrek. There's a shout from Tyrek. The T-Rex does a weird bucking motion and Tyrek jumps and sails over the arrow shots and lands back again in the same place and able to sort of keep his footing as he runs on round. So uh, Zippy gives a round of applause at that. Oh, was that meant to happen again? Was that part of it? Or is that, is that actually somebody trying to hurt him? One should always be uh, wary of nefarious types in these races. Oh. Sometimes people want to win their bets by illegitimate means. And she sort of gives you a knowing look. Clearly this, mm. is, this is a threat they've assumed. Hmm, I hear you. Akene doesn't seem to make any movements as Big Honker is led much slower and to a stop in front of the viewing platform so that you can speak to Turek. As you look out towards him, Turek looks towards you guys and you can see he takes in all of you but his eyes are just sort of focused on his mother and you can see there is a resemblance there. He's quite broad-shouldered and has got quite a sort of squarish kind of face. You can see that there is some stubble there and he has got... I want to say ringlets. I can I can picture in my mind's eye what I picture his hair like to be John like. Do you mean like Jon Snow hair, basically? Like the kind of curls of Jon Snow. Sort of. I'm trying to think who it is that I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of the same sort of hairstyle. Oh, um, kind of like uh, Heimdall's. As in uh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yeah, where it's kind of like where he hasn't got the helmet on. You can see he's got the kind of like... They're kind of in dreads. Yeah, is that dreads? Is that dreads? I thought that was something else. Dreads are like long, almost like rat tails, like lots and lots of long. Yeah, it's that kind of hairstyle, um, which I'm. Yeah, he's just got dreads. Yeah, so just dreads. Anyway, that's kind of what I'm picturing. I, Heimdall from uh, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. That's the kind of look I'm going for. And he's looking towards his uh, towards his mother, towards Akene, and she looks towards him. There's a small moment, and then she smiles, nods, and says very well done 
It was well executed, though I think perhaps your landing could have been a little more firmer. You slipped slightly. But it's only a small error. Go get yourself washed up. Well done. Tyrek sort of splits into a grin, nods, and uh, gives you guys just like a little wink. Not entirely sure who that's aimed at, but he just he sort of winks in your general direction. Then calls out to Honka and they move on to presumably in your head you think to go and stable big honker but then you just realize the idea of stabling something that large just seems bizarre uh Siliqui's response to Turex while she kind of looks at him raises an eyebrow when he winks at us all and slightly nods is that just various pictures of it no that's not interesting but no that's Eddie Murphy down the bottom that's Eddie Murphy (laughs) (laughs) Eddie Murphy from Vampire in Brooklyn that's amazing I've not seen that one it's ridiculous. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think many people have. No. no. After Tyrek and Big Honker move off, Ekene turns to you guys now and sort of says, And now, you had business to discuss with me. Let us sit. And she sort of gestures. There are seats about, not as plush or fancy as the ones that were in the Colosseum, but they do the trick. She has a seat and she will have a look at what you've drawn, Siliqui. So, Siliqui, can I get a performance check from you? Yeah. Ooh. To see how well you've done this impression. <laughs> if it's like a natural one. It's just I like always a stick figure. throw shit when I'm doing like these things. They're performance. I always do terrible at these. It's an impressionist piece. Yeah, and yes. well, it's a sketch. I haven't finished anyway. So hmm. it's nine, but it's like charcoal sketch, getting the angles and shapes and stuff. She will do a painting from the face. I think I remember saying that you could get that advantage because of your background. Feel free, oh, yeah, 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 let's do, yeah. Let's do that advantage. See if you get a higher roll the second it's time. It's trying to be nice. It's probably going to get no. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Every time Siliquis try to show off some monk moves or painting, it's always real shit. <laughs> That's what you do. That's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can, I can try to be as kind as possible. <laughs> if you just let Siliquis get onto Zongo, Zongo, and, yeah, yeah, you know, and have her moment. That may have been her only time. <laughs> <laughs> she looked cool and could do something so nine basically it's a nine yeah I'm afraid it's probably a case of like you've been doing a fairly good impression but unfortunately you've just somehow managed to get a bit of the rainwater has managed to get onto it so it's kind of it's smudged a few bits um, which you're not yet entirely sure you think you can maybe salvage it a bit more mm-hmm. but it, yeah it's certainly it's detracted a bit from the majestic uh, image you were trying to create oh please don't um, take too much notice so far it's, it's just a sketch I tend to um, I tend to just draw and scribble in here with um, with my charcoal and then later on when I've got time and not listening to these lot I, um, I, I do bigger paintings you see so you're doing sort of like the uh, what's what is the phrase the the, the, the figures the figures of the uh, of the sketch before actually doing the details. Yes, ah, it's getting indeed. the um, I want to get the the spirit and the the energy from them, and then I um and then I fill it and create something bigger and better. Well, at least ah. I hope so. Ah, indeed, that's Maikura. He does the same sort of techniques as you. But it's a pity in sort of weather like this that sometimes it ends up ruining it. It can be tricky. Just by the by, you were trying to draw my son and the dinosaur, right? <laughs> Surely it's not that terrible, you can't tell. <laughs> yes, it's it's Tyrik and, and um No, I simply and... I, I don't I don't wish to I don't wish to cause offence. <laughs> uh, just 
I just I just wanted to make sure that I did not cause offence by inadvertently believing it was one thing and you might have been drawing something completely different. <laughs> okay, honestly, you can tell me if it's a pile of, of um, it's fine. Um, I won't be offended. So at this point, Percival looks over uh, her shoulder and basically says... So the Queen sees Percival just about to say something. She puts her hand up to his face. Yeah. <laughs> Percival, I don't want to hear I, it. No, Siliqui, you're, you're getting better. This is great. This looks just like that person we saw earlier doing the washing up. Siliqui so kicks him in the shin. Um, <laughs> Make an attack roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, see what I have to put up with the Kenne is it's constant. Um, six and plus five, isn't it? So eleven. I believe that doesn't beat his AC. <laughs> Percival ducks out the way nimbly. <laughs> anyway, says the Kenne. You had business to discuss with me. Pray tell, what is it you wish to discuss? We got told by um by uh, Wakanga and also um, by bear with me I'm just trying to search my um, mind palace to remember the names Um, (laughs) um, uh, Uh, yes I'm I'm sure you guys you guys you guys have just got every detail of this memorised haven't you of course yeah I'm trying to remember the uh, the serpent lady uh, serpent lady, serpent lady, lady, uh, prince. Oh, Jessamine. Jessamine, that's the one. That's um, the one. So, uh, just, just, just like, what are you talking um, about? <laughs> what are you talking? Um, there's a few things we uh, want to just discuss with you. I mean, I personally, I think it's brilliant what you do, and um, my past, my life, I look up to just strong, independent women like yourself, and what you do, I think, is marvelous. We understand that you were the merchant prince of weapons and of. Um, of boats or canoes, if that's right. Am I am I correct? You are correct, indeed. That is my area of business, is weapons, canoes, and yes, occasionally magical weapons and, and shields. Oh, that sounds lovely. It'd be interesting, actually, to see what you might recommend for someone like me, actually, and my, um, my team, my group, my comrades, whatever you want to call them, my idiots. Um, they, um, <laughs> my, uh, I mean, I, I have a few weapons of my own. It's only a humble amount, really. I don't have a lot, but um, it might be interesting to get another woman's opinion. Just to interject here, so Ekene's uh, area of business is weapons, shields, travelling gear, rain catchers, saddles, wagons, and canoes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh. That's the sort of, that's the scope of what she deals with. You're asking about what weapons you would recommend. Personally, I have always favoured the Iqua. It is the one that got me out of, uh, well, I say out of the Colosseum, not that I necessarily wanted to leave, but it got me into the position that I am in today, fighting hard with my uh, Iqua. Uh, what, what does the aqua look like? As you know, I am a monk, so I'm quite dexterous and I, I, I need something very light and nimble that I can work with. She reaches behind her and from a concealed sheath pulls out a aqua for you to see. I believe actually in our Discord chat somewhere there is a set of photographs I think, I, I yes. think we sent that had it. If you scroll up, I, I, I found a section. It's basically what the Zulus used in Zulu. Oh, the short spear. Yeah, it's yes. a short yeah, it's a short so, spear. It's yeah, it's not a full length like 
body length spear. It's like it's about about the length of an arm, basically. Maybe a bit longer. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. If you found it, it's it's basically it's 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 a short handle. It's depending how you look at it. It's either uh, a sword blade with a yeah, really it's, long it's like handle. a sword with a with a long bit of spear at the end, or a spear with a very short with handle. A, yeah, with a sword. And it can almost. it can be. It can be thrown, or as I say, it can be used as a blade in like hand-to-hand combat. With something like that, would mm-hmm. is there an equivalent monk weapon, or would it not really be? Or would it just be a? Um, it's not so much an equivalent monk weapon. However, given its description as a uh, simple weapon, it can actually. I believe we've had this conversation before, and yeah. we did decide that it does actually count as a monk weapon. So, if you wanted to use that as a monk weapon, you can do. Do you mind showing me? Um, how you lose it if you, if you don't mind obviously Akane considers for a moment and then she looks at each of you and then she asks Reverend would you mind standing for me mm. she stands there and she looks to you and just uh, says make a move she just sort of stands there ready with the liqua uh, Zippy looks a little bit uh, hesitant um, and looks at her and goes you mean just hit you? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I must just point out I don't normally do things like this, but okay. Um, yeah, unships his, uh, his hammer and uh, gives it a couple of twirls experimentally, uh, loosens up his wrist, and then sort of faints uh, if he was uh, going to sort of swing in from the, uh, from the right-hand side, just faints very quickly, switches it over uh, to... A high sort of guard on the left. Yep. Roll an attack for me. Well, that went well. That's an eight. It's an eight. Uh, <laughs> Total. Yep. Total. Okay. That was a, that was a three plus five. So you came in with you came in with a hammer, yeah. Yes. So as it comes in, Ikene moves and sort of does this odd thing where the Yikwa comes out. And it catches the blade and she lets the blade turn and uses the force of her arm to basically parry and move your hammer to one side so that it just goes past her instead of hitting her. Mm. And is there, by any chance, a bonus action you would like to do? As we are technically speaking in combat, you do get a bonus action. Um, Not really very much I can do as a bonus action. Uh, Well, yes. um, Blow her a kiss. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to bow and apologise. Um, <laughs> Dad, see, we would just like to say we really did much better in the throat. <laughs> so as this all happens, so I'm, I, I'm, that's kind of like a non-action, basically. Akene, she lets the hammer go past. It slips off of the blade, and she makes very quickly three attacks against you um, in quick succession, using first the butt of the yikwa and then slashes twice with the blade of the Iqua. Okay, so that first one is a 19. Well, my armor class... Well, I'm not using my shield, so 17 would be my armor class. Okay, so yep. So, the attack comes in, and you expect the hit but she pulls it back so that it doesn't actually hit you, but it very clearly was coming in. The butt of it was coming in. It would have smacked you in the face quite hard, but she's able to pull it back because, again, 
this is a demonstration so she's not trying to actually hit you but it's with enough expertise that you can see that was definitely that was a solid hit that you wouldn't have hmm. blocked this second attack comes in that will be a dirty 20 as she sort of brings the blade up she twists it so that she passes the flat of the blade along your chest and with the second one she brings the yikwa up and you actually you feel the flat of the blade against your neck um, and she just sort of like lets it rest there and all of that has taken place in the space of about five seconds there's a beat and then she steps back and away from you person's there clapping <laughs> Akene does like a little bow and then takes your arm and in a little bit of a mocking way you realise that she's going to lift up your arm like a sort of tribute to the crowd kind of thing I, I switch my arm around and I take her wrist between uh, sort of thumb and forefinger and just raise her arm That's, yeah. <laughs> and, make a, and make a sincere not a sarcastic bow make a sincere bow Mm, absolutely she you can tell that she she definitely appreciates that and appreciates as well that it was an odd situation to be attacking somebody and when they've literally just you know they're showing off how they can fight and you, there was that sort of like awkwardness that comes with yeah. it i want you to punch me in the face as hard as you can yes, yes. <laughs> i'm really quite impressed though that was that was amazing it's so fast and it's an impressive weapon but the holder is more impressive than the weapon but the weapon is 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 superb and thank you and as you see she sort of like she picks up the arm sleeves of her robes that she discarded you realize that she's put the wire away and you didn't actually see her she then mm. she's fast so that is to say is what can be done when you are uh, fully proficient with a Nikwa. <laughs> it certainly has helped get me out of many tight spots Especially in the Colosseum, you can get many people that uh, fight far dirtier than some more honourable people. And here she sort of nods towards you, Zibby. <laughs> hey, thank you very much. Uh, Zibster, <laughs> he's, a, he's a good man. Very honourable. Yes. Are you wishing to purchase some weapons of your own, Miss Siliqui? Um, Quite possibly. These are what um, I call my... Um, oh, that's a Kenny. She's a Kenny. Um, Amici. <laughs> You're Akene. These are yeah, Amici. I've got my Akenes yeah. here. It's just tiny Akenes. <laughs> my hands. I wear them on my rings. They're really cool. They're like two Akenes in each ring with swords, and I just spin them. <laughs> I mean, I use these um, these Amici uh, quite often. I do have a um, a bow, as in a, a B.O. bow, not as in a, um, no, a, a, well, I do have a crossbow, but I don't really use it much. And I, um, I do have some powers in regards to um, firing radiant sunbolts at people. Ah, bit of bit of magic in there as well, then. Well, it, it's a nice little touch, a little flourish, really, at the end to finish people off. It's a bit more of a part of the trick, really. I mean, it does damage people, obviously, but it's... Um, it's hardly find the lady soliloquy. <laughs> well, no, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's actually got damage to it it's not just all oh look at me it's like a deadly find the lady it will it's like me really yeah i suppose <laughs> a deadly find the lady <laughs> but anyway you said you had business though oh sorry yes i got totally sidetracked and um Zibi got beaten up i do apologize um <laughs> there is however one thing i do want to know because of course i have met three of you mm-hmm. now she looks towards rana i don't believe i've had the pleasure of meeting you Rana just sort of inclines his head mm-hmm. slightly. He says, uh, 
My name is Rana. He says, sometimes I use a spear, he says, and he sort of taps the spear that's sort of yep. slung over one shoulder. But he says, usually I prefer to use more, he sort of smiles slightly, natural weapons. But doesn't elaborate. Interesting. So did we decide whether we wanted to tell Kenne that Rana is a wild shaper and um, he was in fact Stevie the monkey or do we want to keep that side separate? I don't think it, I don't think it matters. Well, you didn't, really di- you didn't really discuss it and you've come in as a group without Stevie yes. the monkey and with Rana. Yeah. So I think yes. there's, there's an element where you can probably assume that she's worked something out there. Yeah, well, Rana <laughs> could have gone somewhere else the other day. You know, he didn't necessarily have to be with us, but yeah. It's now kicked in that you guys have gone oh, hang on, that's something that we hadn't really considered. And yeah, it's now going to be... Yeah, you're going to have to discuss it later or work out something very quickly now. My dear Akene, um, may, may I just introduce to you uh, a good friend of ours, Rana. He's agreed to join us on the party. However, he is a, uh, a native of Chult. Native? Indeed. Where do you hail from, Rana? Rana says, uh, my people's village is northwest of the Chosen Star, on the western bank, near the foot of the mountain. I see. I see. And I uh, take it Stevie, was it? Is, uh, ill? She sort of raises her eyebrow towards you, Percival. Well, I don't really usually deal with the little thing. Um, I, I think that's that's more down <laughs> to uh, other people within the party, wouldn't you say, Zibi? Are you so, Percival? Are you trying to deceive uh, Akane at the minute? Because if so, I'm going to want a deception roll. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I suppose I am. Um, that's kind of what I feel like. Yeah, that's kind of the, the way you've gone with that. You are right now. Yeah, <laughs> I was like. I didn't know we were going down that path, but okay. <laughs> um, I guess I was. <laughs> Not sure even Percival knows. Um, hang on. Oh, dang. Uh, <laughs> 21. All right, okay. In that case, in that case Zibi, uh, Zibi turns around, uh, sort of nods at what uh, Percy said and goes, hey, quite a lot. Well, I shall, uh, I shall hope for his uh, speedy recovery, or if not, his uh, speedy cooking, I suppose. We'd never eat him. No? Monkey is quite delectable. Especially flying monkey. They've got very tender muscles, especially around the joints. I must remember that. Steve is quite a special monkey. He's not a normal monkey, and he does tend to eat everything in sight. And that's part of the problem. When he eats everything in sight, sometimes it just doesn't agree with him. Rana um, does agree with the Kene. He says, the Kene is correct. Flying monkey is the best monkey to eat. <laughs> and at the mention of food, he he suddenly looks not panicked, but like he suddenly like you know like it, it's been a busy it's mm. been a busy day. <gasps> I haven't had full breakfast. Uh, <laughs> and he suddenly like he, he glances around just you know. Eyes flicking around, just on the off chance, you know, there was a snake just on the floor somewhere. Um, and just, just for the briefest moment, he looks yeah. very, very sad. Oh. He realises that there isn't any food. Uh, floor steak. <laughs> so the queen puts her hand in her pocket and takes out an apple that she happens to be storing and hands it to him. 
Rana pretty much eats the apple <laughs> in three bites. Uh, it's it barely it barely features. Yep. That's uh, yeah. This unlike pretty much every other meeting you've had with various merchant princes, there is no food on offer here. The catering's terrible. What's going on? The craft services. Maybe, maybe they'll have saddle bags. They'll nose bags for you, Rana. I don't know. Um, my dear Kenny, uh, we do have uh, some very important business to discuss. Um, it, it is related to things such as weapons. Um, I believe that we did uh, briefly talk when we met the other day about the uh, possibility of you helping the Order of the Gauntlet. Ah, of course, the Order of the Gauntlet. The uh, brave souls that went out to try and rid our jungles of the undead. Hey, that's them. You're wanting my help. I presume you are speaking of weapons. Uh, weapons, um, canoes, uh, anything you think you can sling their way? Uh, absolutely. Uh, weapons, canoes, anything you think you can do. Yeah, that's <laughs> where I thought you were going to go with that. <laughs> Kenny looks to you and says, But of course, I'm more than happy to uh, sell my wares to the order. As perhaps misguided as I think perhaps they are in this attempt, it is nevertheless a a good attempt and a an honourable attempt to try and eradicate a, a great scourge from our jungles. There is yeah, nothing wrong with them buying my wares from me. Now, uh, j- just as a, a quick aside, did we did we have it as uh, they just basically wanted to get a shitload of stuff for free? Yeah. Uh, or- yeah. So, it, so in 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 What's essence, that, the, or- the, the order. The order. Yeah. Yeah. So the or- yeah. So the order. They need supplies um, to basically maintain themselves and maintain their position in the jungle. And in order to do that, what they need is basically the support of the merchant princes. And so, mm-hmm. so the tricky thing is that they don't have much in the way of funds. So it's all very well for the merchant princes to want to sell to them. And of course. Part of what Leric Dashland was asking for you guys to do was to potentially, essentially, butter up the merchant princes yeah. to basically try and get as many of the merchant princes on board with being okay with selling it. But yep. you do also get the impression that every penny matters, basically, to the to somebody yeah. like the Order yeah, of the yeah. Order of the Gauntlet, because obviously they're not they're not making loads of money where they are. They're not, you know, they're not buying a trade. They are literally they are there. Yeah, they're there to kill things. So Akene seems quite open. I was, about to, I was about to say it's a hmm? service like the NHS, but they're not there to kill things. <laughs> 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 that's an NHS that's gone very badly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you see where I'm going with that. Yeah, 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 I, 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 yeah. Yes, I see where that was going. Um, but yeah, no, the, yeah, the, yeah, the idea is that, yeah, they are charity i guess like they have funds but they because they are an organization but of course the actual order here in chalt aren't exactly a foundation that needs donations to it yeah basically so it's kind of like ikene is definitely uh, she's not holding back on yeah you can buy stuff but she's not saying anything in the lines of a discount or something like that she's just saying yeah you can buy a market price just wanted to double check that that was the case yeah yeah Um, i'll give you that one i i think uh, that's very good news. I'm sure they'll be more than happy to uh, uh, put some money your way. But I, I am aware that they are, shall we say, slightly light on coin. Um, I don't think it's a case of that they 
they don't care. I think it's more that they're not really earning very much money for the service that they're providing to Chult. I think they're basically trying to um, help rid Chult of undead and stop the undead coming to Port Nianzaru and um, infecting Port Nianzaru and um, causing all the, the troubles and, and grief that, that comes with the undead. They're doing it all for free as, as, as such, um, but they are in such a dire state. It was really, really miserable to see them. So many people were sick and ill and suffering, yet they were still trying their best to fight. They were still going out every day. Uh, these poor, poor people, we tried our best, but if you could find it in your heart at all to help in any small way you can, um, I know they would really, really appreciate it. I mean, we, we're going to do all we can, but we don't have a lot ourselves. The heart is a great motivator for fighting in a coliseum, but when it has come to business, ruling or making decisions with your heart does not necessarily make you a merchant prince, my dear. However, I understand the plight. I am sympathetic, but... You must understand the position. I am not, myself, intimately familiar with the Order themselves, nor am I particularly, forgive me, intimately familiar with you. And you must understand that such a decision cannot be made lightly. I have more than just my own business to consider. I have my sons, my husband, to provide for. Absolutely. I mean, I I, I don't expect you to just... Just willy-nilly trust us. You don't know us. And, but have you ever had any dealings with the undead? Or have the undead done anything to you or to your loved ones to affect them at all? No, they have not. The closest I have ever come to an undead was fighting a small cohort that was brought in to fight in the Colosseum. It's the closest I have come to the undead. The city walls here protect me and my family strongly enough. And what about, sorry to ask again, but um, and what about the death curse? The death curse? Yes. Not that I am certainly aware of. There is no death curse that uh, plagues me or my family. Then you are a very lucky lady. You see, one of the reasons we are here is to help stop the death curse or find out what's causing the death curse. It's what we have been employed to do. And... The undead are unruly and everywhere. I mean, even just near Camp Righteous, the amount of undead, it was awful. And they are going to stop us or at least really restrict us and make it harder for us to do our job. From when we went into the uh, throat as well, the amount of undead just there, we saved Jessamine, we saved several people, it was so many people from just that one small area. Um, if you think of how big Charles is and all the undiscovered places, how many undead there can be there. They are really going to get in the way um, of anything progressing. That oh, Basically, they're going to fuck a lot of things up, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's serious. Roll me a persuasion. I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing an idea for a bit, so... Um, yeah. No. Like, good Lord. She's really laying it on thick. Yeah. Roll me, roll me a persuasion. Oh, no! Oh, my God. <laughs> And I was going to say roll it with advantage because I kind of get the impression oh, that others are helping you out. Please, because yeah, that was a natural one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it's still not brilliant. It's like six and persuasion. Uh, 
what's that eight still bollocks <laughs> wow <laughs> we, we nailed one. these these this uh, is this is incredible these rolls okay so <laughs> right i've really not rolled anything good tonight at all <laughs> so akane listens stoically and the, you can see sort of like there's conf- there's conflict i think you can just about see behind her eyes there's sort of like there's a recognition of the honesty that with which you are pursuing this and yet at the same time there's that steely sort of look of just kind of like hardening against what you're saying and you don't think you don't think she's necessarily warmed to your particular tune however when she speaks she says i understand how such a task can be a burden and I thank you for speaking so frankly. So few people in Port Nianzaro do. But again, I must rule with a head, not just my heart. Were it a case of perhaps getting to know better for certain that I can trust you as a group, then perhaps I can reconsider especially if you make it worth my while well I'm, I'm more than happy for you to get to know me and um, and, and you know learn to trust me and what can I do and what can we do for, to gain your trust oh shut up more, have a little I mean chat. that's nice it is, but you know it is more than buying me a pint if you wish to help two me pints. if you wish to two pints <laughs> <laughs> if you wish to help me if you wish to help me there is Perhaps an issue that you would be well equipped to aid me with. It's a very simple one, and it involves collecting Is it sandwiches a, or clothes. Collecting a debt. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> collecting a debt, indeed. Who is the debt with, and um, what's the history or background behind it, or um, what? Who is it? from what dangers and all of that we're breaking legs the one you are searching for is called taban a gladiator small fellow then yeah (laughs) not indeed he is a very (laughs) strong individual and this taban has not paid for a bet he made against my son in the last races Well, I say in the last races, this was actually some time ago. However, whilst many leg breakers in the city would, of course, track him down and ensure that he has paid his dues, Taban is in the unique position that his gladiatorial skill makes him a danger. The last person to seek him out, uh, one by the name... Kaluha Kalahu even that was his Mm -hmm. name as uh, still not yet recovered from his wounds oh Oh, um. (laughs) he is a dangerous man to be sure but his refusal to pay for his losing bet is not only a slight against the dino races as a whole but it is a slight against mine and my own my son won that race and lost to Ban his bet, and Taban has had the discourtesy not to pay for it. He must be brought to senses. I would prefer him not to be 
shall we say, removed from the gladiatorial roster indefinitely. But, as all other methods of bringing him into pay have failed, perhaps you, you all, stand a better chance than those that have come before. So more like torture and and gross injury, but not any lifelong no, injury. No, no. So he no. can still, so he can still fight on the um, on the gladiator roster, but no. Um, <laughs> nothing. Nothing so barbaric. I, I, I wish not to be misunderstood. I am not. I am not Quather, and I am not a fan. I do not take pleasure in the pain of others, but to ban must be made to pay. What if it's stupid pain? What if we? Managed to get him tied into a chair, and then we have Percival going on and on and on and on in front of him about all of his adventures and stories, and wouldn't shut up all day Ooh. with a light in his I face. I could read one of my books to him over and over again. He'd love that. That would be torture for me. Well, have you read one yet? No. I feel like I've read them all. Okay then. Yes, I get the sense <laughs> that <laughs> might be the case. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what happens on page 46 of Sword Dancer. I bet you can't tell that either. I bloody can. But I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> page 46. Is that... The... <laughs> I think you're fine. <laughs> is, is that the one where the two guys did the thing to the other guy with the fingernails and the thing? See? He's read it. <laughs> And that still doesn't tell you whether he's actually read it. 